2: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Gunsmoke. Original air date is November 3rd, 1957, and the title is Bull. This version was played on Armed Forces Radio, and I hope you Enjoy.
4: Hello,
0: Kitty.
5: Oh, hello, Matt. Matt isn't Frank Wilkins. Emmett Wilkins' son.
4: Uh, How are you, Frank? I've known your paw for a long time. Glad to meet you, Marshal.
5: Frank's come back here to live, Matt. That's
4: fine. I know your paw will be pleased. Oh, yes, sir. Uh,
0: I can sing louder, and fight harder, and tell more lies than any man in this territory. <laughs> Who's that? I heard him say his name's Bull Hogan. Yeah,
5: Mark. it seems he's a buffalo hunter. He just stole <laughs> a load of hides and can't wait to get rid of his money.
4: Yeah, looks like his friend there is kind of anxious to help him. Yeah. He? I got $50. It says Bull is
0: right. Hey, bartender,
5: I told you I
0: want a bottle of the best. This stuff ain't got the strength of... Now, you fetch me a drink that'll scratch going down and thump when it hits bottom. Now, hop to it. Mark, and when Bull says hop, you hop. Yeah. Hey,
5: you!
4: You put that gun back in your holster and you leave it there.
5: Who are you?
0: I'm the marshal here. Yeah? Bull,
5: look what's spoiling our party.
0: Oh, we don't mean no
5: harm, Marshal.
0: Have a drink.
4: You're going to pay for this damage, understand?
0: Well, sure I am. I've been out in the prairie six months, Marshal. I aim to have some fun tonight, that's all.
4: All right, go ahead. let will leave a little of the town standing for the people who live here, will you?
0: Well, it's going to cramp my style some, but <laughs> I'll try.
4: Okay, you do that.
5: Hey, Bull. The Marshall's gone. Let's find us a couple of girls, huh? No, not yet, Dough. I'm going to listen to the music. Hey, what? That's a real looker over there at that table, Bull. Well,
0: go get her. I sure will. <laughs> Try myself. I really
5: want to Howdy. <clears throat> We're busy, Mister. Well, this chair, ain't? Eh? Now, look here. What's your name? Frank Wilkins. Oh, you're going back to your friend. Not you, mister. You little lady. You know, you're pretty. Beat You heard her, Mister, my friend Bull wants to talk to this little honeypot here. Why'd he send a sidewinder like you? That blowhard can talk to himself. Blowhard?
0: <laughs> hey, Bull, come here. Yeah? Yellow one? Yeah, what do you want? This fella called you a blowhard. Is that right? Did you call me that?
5: Yeah, I called
0: oh, oh. Hey. What like, are you. Oh no, no, no! Don't, don't go for that gun. It's just a friendly fight. I ain't mad at you. We got a difference of opinion, is all. Hit him again, Bull. Why, sure, but not here. Like the marshal said, no need to bust up the place. We'll go outside, unless you're yellow. Thanks. It's don't... all right, Miss Kitty. You wait here. Come on, everybody. Me and this fellow's going to kick up some dust, Andrew. Loser. The loser buys the drink. Come on. Oh, now. Come on. Over here, Bull. Yeah.
5: All right, now, stand back there. Give him
0: some room. Yeah, oh, now, now. You ready, mister? Yeah, I'm ready. Ah! Go! Oh, God. Yes. Oh. Well, come on, fella. Get up. He can't. <laughs> you whipped him good, Bull. Oh. Why, that wasn't hardly no fight at all. Shucks, we can't wait around for him to buy the whiskey. Uh. I'll buy it. Drinks for everybody inside. Everybody inside now. Hey, gentlemen. one come on here. Dump some water on that side oh. Sure, Bull.
5: I'll take care of him. Real good care of him. Call me a sidewinder, huh?
6: not so little. It's sort of a tall tale. It's about a Navy hero. Alfred Bullrod Stormalong was his name. Oh, he was a legend, he was. Where he was born doesn't matter, but he was first heard of in Boston Harbor. That was when he signed on as a member of the crew of a ship called the Lady of the Sea. Now, old Stormalong stood 30 feet tall and had muscles in his arms big as powder kegs. And when the good captain got a look at him, he said to the rest of the crew, Here's an able-bodied seaman for you. Then he entered Alfred Bullrod's name in the log as Stormalong, A.B. Somebody realized that the A.B. could also stand for able-bodied, and they sort of picked it up. And for a long time, seamen would put that A.B. after their own names, meaning able-bodied seaman. Yes, sir. Well, old Stormalong was a great sailor, he was. And it wasn't many a year before he captained his own ship. The Corsair. it was, one of the biggest afloat. Why, it was so long from stem to stern, it took a man on horseback 24 hours to make the trip. The mass was hinged so to let the sun and the moon get by. It took a man a week to climb the rigging. Yes, sir, the courser was a big one. And Stormalong's skill as a sailing man became known throughout the Seven Seas. One of his greatest feats was taking the Corsair through the English Channel. Seems the channel was only about two inches wider than his ship at high tide. But old Stormalong was up to the problem. He, You bet he was. He bought all the soap in Holland. And he and his men greased down the sides of the Corsair. Well, sir... It slipped through that old channel as slick as a whistle. Didn't damage it one bit. But so much of that soap rubbed off onto the English coast that to this day, the cliffs of Dover are white. Of course, you believe me, don't you? (laughs) Say, it's nice being citizens of a country where you can laugh and talk about things free as a breeze and write and read and worship, too. Yes, sir. Maybe you don't think about it much, but you should. Mr. Dillon? What?
0: Mr. Dillon? Mr.
1: Dillon, I've been looking
4: all over for you. Well, you found me, Chester. What is
1: it? <laughs> Frank Wilkins. He's dead. He's what? Dead. Dead.
4: Well, I was sitting with him just a few minutes ago.
1: Yes, sir, but he's dead now. Well, what happened? Well, they told me he got into a fist fight with some buffalo hunter over at the Long Branch.
4: Bull Hogan?
1: Uh, yes, sir, that's the name. He went outside, and that man plain beat Frank to death with his fist.
4: Wait a minute, Chester. Do you mean that all those people at the Long Branch stood and watched it and nobody stopped it?
1: Well, it don't make sense, but they must have saw it. You know how they are when there's a fight.
4: I'm going to have me a talk with those citizens.
1: Well, I already talked to some of them, Mr. Jones. They swear up and down it was a fair fight.
4: Chester and a fist fight a man's beat long before he's beat to death. And anybody not crazy for blood knows that.
1: Well, I can't understand it. But one thing's for sure, Frank's dead. Doc examined him and then had the body moved over to his office.
4: Is Bull Hogan still at the Long Branch? No, she ain't. He's gone. Well, he won't get far. I'll see to that.
5: Delwyn, that you? Yeah, it's me, boy. I got your horse hid in them trees. You better get going. Delwyn, I come into Dodge City to have me a good time. It ain't no fun sneaking out here to the edge of town, hiding in the dark. Ain't having me no fun at all. Well, it's better than being hung, ain't it? You killed that man. I didn't mean to. That don't make no difference. He's dead. You're stronger than you think you are i never seen a man hit so hard.
0: I I can swing faster and hit harder than any other man this territory. sorry.
5: Keep, I... keep your voice down, Bull. Being strong won't do you no good at the end of a rope. It was a fair fight. That don't matter. They need to hang you, Bull. You didn't see how they was all looking at you, cold-like. Why, if I hadn't have made you leave that saloon when I did, they'd have closed in on you then and there. I'm the only friend you got, Bull. No, Yo, and you ought to tell them that I didn't mean to do it. That wouldn't do no good. Not now. The only chance is to get out of town till they cool off. Now, come on. Lucky I remembered seeing that old sod hut upriver on my way in. It's a good place to hide. You reckon I can find him? You? you go just like I told you, and you find him. I don't want no thanks for this, Bull. I'm risking my neck to help you, but that's what friends are for. Stay here in town and see how the wind blows. Tomorrow I'll ride out and let you know. Bring some grub and a bottle, huh? Sure, sure. Now get going. I ain't never run away from nothing before in my whole life. You ain't running away, Bull. You're being smart. I ain't never tried that before, neither. I hope it works.
4: I've talked to every man who saw that fight, and they all agree it was no match. But so while at last, it was fought fair. I guess i got to take their word for it.
1: You see, you sure do.
4: They were all surprised that Frank died from it,
1: though. Well, my, I'd be surprised if he hadn't. Knocked down that hard.
4: Yeah, cracking his skull on something when he fell.
1: Only one thing, Mr. Jones. If it was such a fair fight... Why did that cousin
4: Bull Hogan light out so fast? I don't know, Chester. I don't know. You know the owner's Miss Kitty. Yeah.
5: Matt. Matt, did you find Bull Hogan?
4: He left town, Kitty. I'm going to trail him in the morning.
5: Oh, Mr. Wilkins stopped in to see me. Well, he don't blame you now for what happened, Miss Kitty. I oh, no, Chester. He was just... A... Real broken up about his son. Matt, did you know he's offered a thousand dollars reward for Bull Hogan?
4: Yeah. I wish he hadn't. Well, he see how
5: he... feels, <clears throat> Matt, that Delwyn Casper's here. Yeah.
4: Hey, Casper. First, I want you to tell me where Bull Hogan is. Then I want you to get out of Dodge and don't come back.
5: I don't know where he is,
4: Marshal. How would I know? You were bragging about being his friend.
5: Me? I never laid eyes on Bull Hogan till tonight. I ain't no friend of his. We he
4: left here together. To...
5: But we went separate ways. Bull hightailed it right on out of town. Me, I just stepped out for a while because the climate here didn't seem healthy.
4: It hasn't changed. Now,
5: look, Marshal, I didn't do nothing tonight except go along with the crowd for a little fun. You got no cause to ride me. You started that fight, Cass. Well, I didn't finish it. Bull Hogan done that. There ought to be some way to prove I'm no friend of his. Tell me where he went. If I knew I would, I sure would. I hear the father of that poor fellow Bull killed has put up a thousand dollars reward for him. Is it true? Yeah, that's true. Marshal, could I clear myself if I helped you trail, Bull? You're going to be busy traveling, remember?
4: Now, you get out of here, and if I see you again tonight, I'll lock you up. You'll be out of town at
5: daybreak. You're a hard man, Marshal. You ain't fair. I said get up! <laughs> well, you got rid of him,
4: Matt. Yeah, it was a pleasure getting
1: uh, Casper just ain't no good at all. I sure would hate to be laying helpless with some words and have him find me.
5: Well, that's a good way to put it, Chester.
3: The United States Army. A gallant record of peacetime service. 1904, commercial business is transacted by radio for the first time through the United States Army Signal Corps Station in Alaska. American industrial might is based on the technique of mass production, which began with the manufacture of rifles by the United States Army in the 1820s. Captain John Hall in 1819 designed a unique breech-loading rifle and began production at the Federal Armory in Harpers Ferry, Virginia. Captain Hall then designed and built machinery to mass-produce the rifle with all parts interchangeable—a revolutionary advance in manufacturing technology. The United States Army, a gallant record of peacetime service. Bull.
5: Hey, bull.
0: Is that you, Joe? You got
5: here early. Yeah. I see you found the hut. There's nothing to it. You gave me real good directions, gentlemen. What What's the news? You don't look good for you, bull. They got a thousand dollar reward out. No. No, it was a fair fight. It ain't like I done murdered. They think you did. It's the same thing. Did you bring me something to eat? No. I thought about it. I decided not to waste the money. Now, what do you mean, wasted?
0: What's that gun for? No. darwin, no, when no, 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 you said the, you were my, my only
5: friend. I guess I was lying. <laughs>
1: I swear, I just don't understand you today. First off, you run that devil and Casper out of town, then we meet him out here heading back to Dodge, and you tell him it's awesome. all right?
4: Well, he says he got Bull Hogan. He claims the reward.
1: Yeah, and you just look at him and nod, just say that money's all his right now. You think he really got
5: Bull Hogan?
4: There's no doubt about it. All we got to do now is get him. Casper killed Frank, Chester.
5: What?
4: They probably clubbed him with a pistol. You know, it's something you said to me that started me thinking in that direction. Me? Yeah, you said that you'd sure hate to be helpless and have Casper find you. I'm sure now that that's what happened to Frank. The problem is to prove it.
1: There's that Todd Huddy talked about. Yeah. My goodness, there's bull, too. all. He's wearing a gun. He wasn't shot in the back.
4: No, but he might as well have been for all the chance he had.
1: Well, uh ride down over to the Site place and borrow his shoulder.
4: No. No, Chester, borrow a wagon instead. We're gonna take him back to Dodge.
5: Mr. Dunn. All the way over here, I couldn't get a word out of Chester except you want to see me. That's right, Casper. Do I get my reward? I think you could say that. Then you found Bull.
4: Yeah, we found him. We had quite a time bringing him in, though.
5: Bringing
1: him in? He's the strongest, roughest man I ever tangled with.
4: What are you trying to say, Mark? We got Bull here in jail. Doc gave him a powder to put him to sleep. He's in the first cell. Go see for yourself. He's dead I, I shot him Yeah, you shot him, all right I well, you didn't kill him
5: Well, I did I hit him right in the chest
4: Well, that's what saved his life, Casper Here Have you ever seen one of these
5: things before? Yeah it's, it's, it's one of them Indian charm bags, isn't it? That's right A leather pouch full of pebbles and sand
4: and bones the Bull's a lonely, superstitious man He was wearing this around his neck That's what stopped your bullet, Casper but
5: but he fell down. He was dead. Doc, I...
4: Doc says that a blow over the heart like that will stun a man cold, but it only lasts for a few minutes and then he's as good as new.
5: You're lying to me. You're trying to trick me out of my reward.
4: No, you'll get what's coming to you, Catherine. You know, Bull's got an idea that somebody clubbed Frank Wilkins with a pistol while he was knocked out. Well, I'm going to lock you in that cell with Bull and let the two of you talk it over.
5: What? Me in with him? Well, now, you can't do
4: that. Oh, why not? Neither one of you will have a gun. You'll just talk. What could happen to you?
0: We'll
1: go wake him up now, Mr. Dick.
4: Yeah, Chester, go wake him up. All right, come on, Casper. You're going in there with him. No, no, I'm not. I... Oh? Well, then maybe you'd rather tell me
5: about it. Huh? But I didn't do nothing. I... I ain't going in there. Oh, yes, you
4: huh? are. <laughs> you're going to tell that to Bull Hogan face to face
0: right now
3: locked in. No. No, i done
0: it. I, I, clubbed Wilkins with my pistol. It was me killed him. You
4: hear that, Chester?
0: Yes, sir. All right, take his gun.
1: Oh,
4: I'll lock him up, Chester.
5: Then we'll bury Bo. There he Then he is dead. Yeah, he's dead.
4: And you're going to be right behind him, Casper. I hope he's waiting for you.
3: Norman McDonald stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon U.S. Marshal The music was composed and conducted by Rex Corey Sound patterns were composed by Ray Kemper and Bill James Featured in the cast were Parley Bear as Chester Howard McNear as Doc and Georgia Ellis as Kitty George Walsh speaking Join us again next week for another story of the western frontier of America in the 1870s on Gunsmoke